This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, I owe you an apology. Oh, yeah? I know I was on your case. You were talking about how you and your girlfriend, Sarah got hooked on the show what is it bachelor island or no, what the, were you bachelor watching in paradise bachelor in paradise yes yeah i begrudgingly fell in love with this show it is a train wreck like pure schadenfreude i loved it you you'd come in here and if anyone was watching the show you would talk to them so excited <laughs> to talk to them about last night's yeah, episode yeah, guilty well i've been watching a new show with my wife at home it's called Love is Blind on Netflix. Have you seen it? I, ha- I haven't seen it, but I see a lot of people online talking about it. What's it about? It's a dating show. Yeah. And the premise is it's like speed dating. Uh, there's a bunch of guys and a bunch of ladies, and they'll go in speed dating. So they're, they go in these pods, and they can talk to each other, but they can't see each other. And this goes on for, I think it goes on for a couple of weeks where they're just talking to each other. And so like the dating game. They f- kind of like, but extended. And they have to form an emotional connection without ever seeing each other. Okay. And then it gets really bonkers. You have to propose to somebody without ever seeing them. <laughs> Are any of them really unattractive? No, they're all pretty decent okay, looking. well, this takes like that they high then. Should have just been one total dud. There should have been a couple of Jim Kellys in there. Yeah, like us. <laughs> uh, and then they get to the point where they reveal, you know, the, the curtain goes up and they can see each other for the first time. And then they oh, man. have to go out in the real world and see if they can make the relationship work. But we started watching this thing and we've been just on a binge ever since. Love is blind. Is it filled with crazy people? Yes. Like nuts. Yeah. It has to be, right? It's just, it's like The Bachelor or sure. anything. You got to find... The crazy people somehow stick around until the end of the show because they're what makes the show interesting. Yeah, the producers huh? are getting their hands in there probably. <laughs> and it's like these shows, these dating shows, they, they have to keep raising the stakes and coming up with these gimmicks. You can't see each other before... You propose to somebody, and everyone comes becomes kind of numb to the premise of just people dating. So they keep having to add these twists mm-hmm. into the programs, and it just makes you wonder where the future of dating shows is going. Netflix asked the question, is love blind? Here, you will choose someone to marry. Hello. Nice to hear from you. Can't say see ya without ever seeing them. Now. A show will take the experiment to the next level. Because you fall in love with someone you couldn't see, you couldn't hear, you couldn't touch, you could only smell. I'm really starting to emotionally connect with you. This could be a remarkable love story. Oh my God. The physical attraction is on par with the emotional connection. This was fate. This is what was meant to be. Don't insult me like that. We're getting married and it's scary. Do I want to marry him? I don't know. Do you take her to be your lawful wedded wife? I cannot do this. It's Netflix's newest reality dating show, Dutch Lovin'. 
thank you to our producer Eric who uh, who whipped that up yesterday. I had one of those moments, Jim, where it's like I can't believe this is our job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving Eric's studio and I I'm just turn around and I say to him, "Okay, Eric, now make sure you you don't use the same fart sound effect twice. Okay, mm-hmm. make sure there's a wide variety of fart sound effects." In that uh, minute-long piece. Okay, juicier farts, boss. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) We just kind of looked at each other. This is a conversation we're having at work. (laughs) But this Love is Blind show is ridiculous. It's, It's on Netflix. My wife and I are watching it. And I did, when I started sitting there, and I watched it like you, Jim, when you started watching Bachelor Island, Bachelor in Paradise, yeah. yeah. Uh, with your girlfriend, you're like, oh man, I guess I'll do this because you do what you got to do to keep your your partner happy. But then I I felt this this shame and guilt about half an hour into the show when I started getting into it and enjoying it. Wait till you watch it without your wife. <laughs> that's when you. That's off the deep end. Yeah, you don't wait for her. She's she's busy, <laughs> and you watch an episode without her. Yeah, and then you don't say anything, so you watch it twice when she gets back. And you act surprised? Yeah, whoa! Sammy, no! I can't believe she didn't get a rose! (laughs) (laughs) But I'm feeling a little bit better because it seems like there's other guys out there watching this Love is Blind show. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Questions about uh, Love is Blind. Yeah. Where did they find Jessica? What? Jessica is a piece of work, isn't she? I have... No words for Miss Jessica. Is she the older I, one? That's the one that is more concerned about being 10 years older than, I think it's Mark. Yeah, she's 10 years older than him, but my sisters and my my wife swear. They're like, there's no way that, that woman is 35. That girl is 45. <laughs> she looks 45, absolutely. This is, okay, I just looked it up, Jessica. I, I don't, I'm not good at telling age, but... And boy, she likes drinking her wine every night. She's a bit of a a lush as well. One minute, that girl is probably one of the most beautiful girls you ever look at. And the next minute, she looks like an old piece of shoe leather. She's a (laughs) two-face! I don't get it. But anyways, that's all I have to say for today, guys. You got to be pretty crazy to make everyone else kind of look normal on that show. There's, I just saw a picture of her, and she's giving her dog wine. Was that part of the show? Her dog is a too? That she does. Uh, everyone needs companionship. Now, to be well, fair, she adopted that dog without ever seeing it. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the show should be called Red Flags. <laughs> Red Flag. Yeah. She gives her dog wine. Red Flag. She's 35, but she looks like she might actually be 45. Red flag. And then instead of giving them a red rose, you give the one you don't want a giant red flag. That should be the next reality dating show. Red flag. Somebody won. Here's the good news. Somebody won that $70 million last night with the Lotto Max jackpot. That's an insane amount of money. The bad news, it was somebody in Quebec. Zuta Lord. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't us. It probably wasn't you. Somebody in Quebec, 71 person, $70 million richer. <laughs> the last guy won $70 million was in Brampton, right? Yeah. Oh, that's close to home. That's pretty close. 
It's almost worse when it's close. Yeah. Right? It's like when you hit a golf shot and it looks like you're going to, oh my goodness, I'm getting a hole in one. Look at it go. And it stops two inches from the cup. Heartbreaker. It's almost better to be five feet from the cup. <laughs> I'll take the two inches. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what your girlfriend says to <laughs> <laughs> With $70 million, she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Anyone would take it with yeah. if you had seventy million dollars <laughs> in the bank account. We've got a couple of our London Knights in studio with us. Marcus Phillips, good morning. Morning, how are you? Very good. Jason Wilms, good to see you. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Oh, it's been a while. We've we've been missing you guys. Uh, <laughs> we had a great time on the uh, Eastern Swing there, the the road trip up to Kingston and Ottawa. That was a fun one. Yeah. (laughs) Real eye-opener. I didn't realize that the London Knights players were such big fans of The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Audible gasps. (laughs) Yeah, we're uh, we're lucky we got the win that night because I don't think uh, Dale would want that on the the TV uh, after a lost Ottawa. Yeah, I guess (laughs) when 8 o'clock comes around on a Monday, I mean, I think everyone knows you got to set two hours aside, I guess. Luck, luckily, we was won that, then. Was that the motivation for you guys out on the ice? Like, it, the guys, it was up there. If it, you don't win, no bachelor on the way home. It was mentioned earlier in the week. I mean, I think, I don't know who was throwing it out. It might have been one of the rookies was throwing it out there saying we got to watch the bachelor. I can't remember. One but. of the rookies. There was about 10 of you guys <laughs> screaming for it at the back. They always blame the rookies. <laughs> and speaking of the rookies, guys, this tradition, tell us about the tradition you guys have with, with the rookies. Yeah, it's, uh, I think throughout all levels, it's kind of like a rookie karaoke where they got to uh, get up in front of everyone and uh, sing a little song and put noise-canceling headphones on mm. so they can't hear what, they're, uh, what they sound like and just sing away. Jason, do you remember having to do that as a rookie? It yeah. A I, karaoke in front of the boys? I definitely remember. I had, uh, if you're happy and, and you know it, clap your hands. Uh, not quite the greatest hit. Kind of hard to make it, <laughs> kind of hard to make that one funny, but yeah. uh, I got, I remember getting booed off the stage. So, uh, uh, not the fondest memory, but, uh, Definitely a little better to be watching it than uh, going up there and singing. It's a tough venue to do it because it's on the bus as the bus is moving over the announcement microphone. And the funniest one, what's the Russian guy's name who... Uh, Kirill Steklov. Steklov went up and sang Bad Romance. I have it on my phone, I think. We were killing ourselves. Do you have the audio? Okay, let's listen to that. <laughs> Do you remember what your karaoke song was, Marcus? Yeah, I sang Shallow with, uh, there was Lady Gaga and Ooh. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, me and Sean Dursey had a little duet and at ponchos in Manhattan Beach, California this year. <laughs> you said at every level this is a tradition. You, you guys do it in the show as well? or Yeah, so we did it in the American League, and uh, I think the NHL guys do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shallow, that can be a powerful song, or it can just be awful. Oh, we pulled it off. <laughs> did you you oh, made yeah. it happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right on. Well, uh, you guys are, have a big game tonight against Guelph. Uh, that's going to be exciting. Uh, you guys... Uh, 
I, I don't really want to mention it, but tough loss against Guelph last time you played up there. Uh, looking for some revenge tonight. You think uh, you have their number? Yeah, for sure. Obviously, uh, kind of there the last minute, they uh, they uh, won the game there. So obviously leaves a bad taste in your mouth whenever you lose that way and when you lose in general. So uh, luckily for us in a couple of days here, we, we got to play them again. And uh, for sure, tonight is obviously a big one. The standings are still tight there near the top, and uh, they're a team that has beat us the last two times we've played them. So uh, for sure, we're going to be ready to go tonight, and um, should be a good one. Marcus Phillips and Jason Wilms from the London Knights in studio with us. Before I let you guys go, I got to ask you for some goaltending advice. I was wondering what level of hockey I could be an emergency goalie at. So we've lined up some uh, some players to take shots at me, starting on the high end with Dave Boland, former London Knight, Stanley Cup champion with the Blackhawks. And on the low end, my three-year-old son, Grayson, is going to be taking a shot at me. Um as a goaltender, what should I be looking for as as players are coming at me with uh, the puck? The puck. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you see it coming, don't move. <laughs> it can yeah, be hard to want to move, but don't move. Yeah, I think that's going to be the hard part. The whole the whole don't flinch thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big time flincher. I think it'll be okay if uh, it comes down to like say Max McHugh shooting on you, or <laughs> you should be in luck there. Maybe Stecky. I think he might be okay there. Yeah. Able to save it. I'll distract him with some Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, you won't know it's coming. Tickets still available for the game tonight against the Guelph Storm. London Knights, go Knights, go! Thanks, guys, for coming in. Have a great time tonight uh, on the ice against the Storm. Thank you. Got a study here out of McMaster University. Says that 7 in 10 Canadians don't use condoms. 7 out of 10 don't? Don't use condoms. So the other 3 out of 10 are sailors? (laughs) What are you talking about? You know I meant, did you use a condom? (laughs) Only sailors use condoms, baby. Not in the 90s, Austin. Well, they should, those filthy beggars. They go from port to port. (laughs) Topical, topical sound clip there, Jim. Nice. Timely. <laughs> the 90s. Austin Powers was in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Seven in 10 don't use condoms. It's, it's kind of deceiving, though. Researchers surveyed 2,300 sexually active Canadians. They uh, found that 70% of Canadians don't use condoms. But 71% of those aged 18 to 35 do use condoms. Oh, so... It's, it, the people who are young and they are probably have more of a chance of sleeping around, Yeah, they are still... The majority of them are wearing condoms. Okay, that's positive. Yeah. Study reveals 85% of people having casual sex reported using condoms compared to um, 36% of Canadians who are in committed relationships using condoms. Right. It's like, that's the whole point of getting married, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) If it's not number one on the list, it's probably in the top five. You don't have to use that thing anymore. Uh, I'm I'm glad it's it's that high up there because just like what they did with smoking, you know, where they put the disgusting pictures on the smoking uh, labels. If these condom rates were lower, they'd put disgusting photos of the aftermath, like on I, the condom boxes. On the no, they put them on the no. The condom boxes would be good. They put them on the the exit door of the bar you were leaving, or or on Tinder as you were swiping along. Every third picture is just a close up from the health unit. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> Tinder stock plummeted today. <laughs> it is crazy. As much as people are using condoms, I do find it wild how many people, some of my friends included, are getting knocked up accidentally. Like, because you got the condoms, you have mm. IUDs, birth control pills. There's so many ways to have safe sex and not get pregnant. And yet it still happens all the time. I attribute that to um, to it feeling so good. <laughs> I think that's the problem. It feels so good. Yeah. And then whoopsie daisy, we're having a kid in nine yeah. months. That's great too. Kids, kids are awesome, awesome. You know, they're a blessing. Uh, maybe not at the time that you find out you're going to have one. Yeah. But down the road, you'll learn to love that little bugger. <laughs> you'll never sleep again, but you'll yeah, learn. Yeah. You'll learn to love that little bugger. <laughs> It's time for sports with our sports guy from Global News Radio. We welcome Devin Peacock to the airwaves. Hey, Dev. Morning, guys. Hey, just a heads up. Uh, we are on FM 96 in London. We're also on Y108 in Hamilton now. So say good morning to the, the folks listening from London to Hamilton and back again. Good morning, Hamilton. <laughs> uh, we're happy to have you here. Uh, we, we told the listeners yesterday, people were wondering uh, if we made a change and, and we lost Devin Peacock Sports. No, uh, Dev has been off looking after his, his mom and his brother-in-law. Uh, his brother-in-law donated part of his liver to his mom. Everyone's recovering nicely, but uh, Dev being the great guy he is, is uh, looking after the family right now and still finding time to talk sports here with Taz and Jim. I know, Dev, you want to get to um, the Olympics. The possibility is there that the Olympics could be canceled because of the coronavirus. Yeah, Dick Pound, who is with uh, the Canadian delegation for the IOC, was talking the other day about how there is the possibility the Olympics could be canceled within three months because the Olympics do start July 24th, all because of the coronavirus. So he was saying there's about a three-month window for them to decide whether or not they're going to go ahead with this or not. There wouldn't be a postponement. They wouldn't just cancel certain events. They would cancel the whole thing. Tokyo has since come out and said that's not going to be happening. We're going forward. They claim the IOC told them that he does not speak for the overall IOC. But the way Japan handled the whole uh, Diamond Princess situation with that uh, cruise ship, you got to wonder exactly how truthful they're being. So I don't think the Olympics are going to be canceled, but I don't know if anyone's feeling exactly uh, confident about going to Japan in the summer right now as we sit here today based on the way the coronavirus is kind of going around the globe. Japan can't say right now, though, that the Olympics might be canceled. They have so much money tied up in this. Sponsors, construction happening right now. They're going to wait to the very last minute to even hint that it's going to be canceled, though, right? A hundred percent. Imagine the amount of money you'd lose based on all of this. Imagine the pressure you would have from the networks and about how much money is being spent by everyone, like billions and billions of dollars. But also on the flip side, just think about people going to Japan, the people in Japan, oh, the possibility so for everything to be spread. I would, you know, you guys know I'm a bit of a hypochondriac to begin with, but mm -hmm. this this coronavirus thing. I have friends who uh, have canceled trips. 
because of this, going over to uh, uh, places that have been affected by the coronavirus, and they said, not a chance. It's not worth the risk. Imagine being an athlete and the stress of it, like in those Olympic villages and the, the housing quarters. You, you were just packed in there with people, and it just takes one to cause the outbreak, man. We've seen the movies. Yeah, It's one cough, the thing goes through the air, and next thing you know, everyone's got it. Well, it's everywhere right now. Like, you know, it, it started in China, obviously, as everyone knows that. But you're seeing outbreaks in South Korea now, different countries. It could come from anywhere. It could come from Canada. It could come from the United States. There are health officials in North America talking about how, even though it's relatively quiet right now, we should prepare for some sort of a spread of this still going on. And we're at a point where you got people in Trenton who are being released from quarantine, which is good news here in Canada. But there's just this possibility that it's looming there that could be another wave of all of this and the closer we get to the olympics the less confident i would feel about want to be anywhere close to the 2020 olympics thank you devin peacock now we should probably explain this because it is a little bit weird after dev does his sports <laughs> so we uh we said to dev you need to have a catchphrase this is years ago we said dev you need to have a catchphrase when you finish your sports you got to give us something like whammy yeah yeah or, or, or something good like that so uh, eventually we said why don't you just make the sound of a peacock because your name is devin peacock um I guess we weren't really educated on the sound that a peacock makes, but <laughs> <laughs> you do make a bird noise at the end of every uh, every sports break that we do. So without further ado, take it away, Dev. <laughs> Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking.